here we are again today, ready to study from God's Word. We're talking about uh, how we can win at living life, just some things that make a difference. And we've talked about that seeking God is one of the things we've got to do if we're going to really win. And we've talked about obeying God. And I want to talk today about how the Holy Spirit fits into all of that. And I want to use a symbol of the Holy Spirit that is used throughout Scripture. And one of the, one of the terms that is used to describe the Holy Spirit is the word fire. And I remember when I was in high school, we had an expression that when someone got really excited and turned on to living for Jesus, we would say he or she's on fire for God. And that simply meant that they were letting God have his way in their life, that God's spirit was working. And somebody once said, if we get on fire, the world will come to watch us burn. And the point is, when we let the Holy Spirit do his work in our lives, it makes a difference. Fire is mentioned a lot in the scriptures, over 400 times in the Old Testament and 75 times in the New Testament. And often it's linked with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist described the ministry of Jesus as one that was with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let me read to you from Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The idea being that John the Baptist was baptizing them in water as a symbol that they were repenting of their sins, but Jesus was going to baptize them with the Holy Spirit, which would be more than a symbol. It would mean that they would have his presence and power in their lives. I want you to notice how fire describes God's presence, the Spirit's presence in our lives. In the Old Testament, oftentimes fire was used to represent God's invisible presence as it became numerous and obvious. When Elijah encountered the prophets of Baal, he declared that God, that, that the God who answers by fire would be the true God. And God did answer by fire and burned up the sacrifice on the altar, which showed his power. Early God manifested himself in fire to Moses in the burning bush that would burn but not burn up. Later at Mount Sinai, the mountain was smoking because God descended on it in fire. We read in Exodus 18. God's presence among his people was symbolized by fire, which hovered over the tabernacle at night. At the dedication of the temple, God's presence came in fire from heaven, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. In the New Testament, and today, fire is the symbol of the Holy Spirit. It's much more often used for that than in the Old Testament. God uses it to show us the power of his presence through his Holy Spirit. John said Jesus would baptize with water, but he would baptize with fire. The prophecy was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon the assembled disciples like a fire and filled them and empowered them, and they went out to share Christ. And that day, 3,000 people came into a personal relationship with Christ. Today, we need the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There is little that cannot be explained in terms of divine intervention in our lives. We need God's power so that he can do things that humans cannot explain. But notice also that fire describes 
the Holy Spirit's purging or cleansing. Fire consumes impurities. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 2. In Isaiah envisions a day when the inhabitants of Jerusalem would be cleansed and purged by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning. You see, fire cleanses. It consumes filth and impurities. In the past, when a plague would enter a city and would begin to kill the people so that it would not spread to other cities, the city would be burned. The bodies of the dead people would be burned. Everything would be burned by fire so that there was no way that the germs of that plague to go, another, go to another city. <clears throat> and that, that's what God wants us to recognize is that uh, we, can, we can experience that kind of cleansing through his Holy Spirit in our lives. The Bible says that they gathered the wheat and burned the chaff, the part that was not edible, when it was separated from the wheat. And the hearers about that, they understood. The farmer threw up the grain and the wind blew away the chaff, the useless part. Then the chaff was gathered and burned. The husks which were not edible were destroyed and removed. God needs us to be clean and he cleanses us with his Holy Spirit. God's Spirit is actually working in all of our lives today to keep us pure. In Malachi 3, he talks about that it's like a refiner's fire when he cleanses us. There are two purifying agents that are mentioned by the prophet Malachi, and that's fire and soap. He says soap will cleanse the external impurities, but only fire can reach and remove the internal impurities in gold or in silver or in us. The hidden impurities that have become a part of the gold, for example. It's not enough to remove the external sins we must, and become respectable. We must deal with every sin. Those that have become so much a part of our lives that we are not even think, think of them as sin have to be removed. The refiner places the gold into the flame, and as the gold melts, the impurities are released and rise to the surface. The refiner removes them. He knows the gold is pure when all he can see is his own likeness reflected in the hot gold. So Jesus knows we are clean when he sees his likeness in us. But fire also describes the Holy Spirit's power. Fire has amazing power. You strike a match, it doesn't seem very powerful, but you use that match to light a field of dry grass and suddenly it's burning acres and acres and going into the forest and burning trees, houses, and everything in its wake. The power of fire is truly amazing. And that power in our lives is truly amazing. God's spirit so worked in Moses that his face shone. It, it, it glistened. And it was like it was lit up because God's spirit was working through him. Stephen, when he was dying, had the face of an angel, the Bible says. His face was shining. Of Jesus, they said, his face did shine as the sun. John Wesley had the same. Some rough guys planned to hurt him, but when they saw him, they fell back. They said, he shines, he glitters. Adoniram Judson, the missionary to Burma, was called by the Burmese people Mr. Glory Face because there was about him the fire of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. And that's what needs to happen.
in each of our lives, that we have that power. We ask God to give it to us. The day before George Truitt, pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas for 45 years, died, his wife left the room for a few moments. And this man who could hardly move, she said when she returned, he was not in his bed, but by the drawn window of the bedroom, on his knees, his arms extended, praying, O people of Dallas, won't you come to Jesus? Fire still burned in his heart, and the fire of God can be in us. You and I can be on fire as we let Jesus have his way. God bless you. Have a great day.